And as always, I'm joined by a team manager for Pro Racing Ontario, Daryl Timmers. Hello, hello. AKA the pod father. <laughs> All right, this guy's going viral. Big shouts out to Gary Clute. Uh, he actually, you know, showed us some love for our podcast. Yes. And I noticed that you were on his podcast last yes. week as well. What's all that about? Uh, he just likes to kind of chat with friends. Myself and Gary have been uh, close friends for a while and he was always wanting to do a podcast just to, cause um, his, he, he's part of a legendary motor car. So he has a, a good background in the motorsports and car industry. Mm -hmm. And uh, he just kind of wanted to sit down and chat with some of his friends and, uh, and yeah, he's his first guy that he interviewed was Ron Fellows, and then his other buddy was a real estate agent, and kind of talked about the market and what's going on with that. Yeah, yeah. What's and, going on? With uh, that? Yeah, that's that's a that's a non F one <laughs> podcast thing yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, but it was good. It was just fun to sit down and reminisce on some old times that we've had, and uh, and yeah, it was good to to sit down and chat, chat with uh, Gary. And with all that being said, the Emilia Romagna Grand Prix officially in the books. We're looking at yep. a Red Bull one. Two. yes yes lando squeezes in the final podium yeah. position <laughs> that was, was great it's it great was the to first see him sprint race of the season as well so let's start right there what did you think of the sprint race weekend they made some changes this time yeah around. i honestly like the sprint races it just gives the fans something else to watch on a saturday it helps you know kind of sort out the people that have had some bad qualifying to kind of jump and bounce back and get a uh, get some time in to make some places up for the uh, the, the feature race uh, but I, I honestly do like the sprint races. A lot of people are not 100%, uh, you know, they're not 100% on them, I guess you can say. Um, but I, I honestly like them. It, it adds a little bit of, uh, you know, it actually shows that they push the car for the entire sprint race. You know, it shows what the cars can do. It's, it's, I, I'm, I'm a fan of them. I like the fact that they're trying something. Yeah. My only critique would be on a weekend like this weekend where the weather was kind of intermittent. Yeah. I feel like one more practice session before the qualifying yeah. would have really lined up the weekend properly yep. because yep. it almost looked like cars were kind of just out there for the yeah. sprint race. <laughs> we're just a no idea kind of setup, yeah. which is good because it kind of mixes it up a bit. I mean, we've seen Carlos Sainz go from P10 right up yep. to P4 and he had a great sprint. Yeah. Uh, not so great feature, but yes. we'll get into that down yes. the line. Speaking of the feature, we're looking at the first Red Bull 1-2 since 2016. Uh, Max Verstappen, dominant weekend. Yes. Sergio Perez, he was on the pace most of the time, not so much in the feature race. But Red Bull, they seem to have really gotten their yes. hands on these regulations because yeah. that car looks like the best car on the grid. It does, it does. The Ferrari looks really, really good, but I think out of raw straight line speed and and a little bit better average of around the corner and and the, and the straightaway stuff, I think the Red Bull is is definitely a better all round car. Max is on point this weekend. He drove amazing. You can't take anything from him. He, uh, you know, he didn't let the sprint race, you know, drop him behind Leclerc, hurt him or anything. He just kind of stuck to it and got back by him with two laps to go and. It just shows, you know, he's starting to mature a little bit more and kind of stay calm when things are going his way, <laughs> yeah. um, which, you know, I guess everyone's kind of happy when things go their way. So uh, I, I'm, I'm, I think, you know, Red Bull is the all-round car to beat right now. Uh, the Ferrari is definitely not far behind. It's, it's on certain tracks. It's definitely going to be faster than the Red Bull. Um, but I think right now, uh, between the the driver duo of uh, of Perez and Verstappen, it's it's going to be hard to beat. Um, you know, science is kind of kind of having some rough goes right now but I think you know they once he gets over that cliff I think the Ferraris will will come back at them again definitely a misfortunate weekend Ferrari in general yeah. because it's like their home race <laughs> yeah one exactly. of two home races and and you know Sainz had high expectations high yeah. hopes I should say going into the weekend he just read up his contract yeah uh, so he's feeling good yeah. and then 
boom. Yeah. Qualifying session. Yeah. Bins it. it happens. It does. It happens. You know, you're put, you're on that limit. When you're in qualifying, you're pushing the most you will for the entire weekend. And they are on the limit trying to put their time in. And, uh, you know, you see it all the time where, you know, Max hit the wall last year, Leclerc hit the wall last year in qualifying. They are on the absolute limit. In the race, they're not driving at the limit of the car. One, they have to make sure the car is reliable enough to end, to finish off the race. And they have to do the fuel save. And they have to do all of that stuff where they have a heavy car with the fuel load. So you don't see them push like that in the, in the uh, races. But in a qualifying session, they're light fuel loads. It's the fastest the car can go, and they're on the limit. So you see that happen when uh, even the best of the best make mistakes, and that's what happened to Sainz. We saw him fly through the field in the sprint race. Yes. He managed to make his way up to P4, start the race P4, yeah. and if it wasn't for corner one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a mix-up there. Daniel yeah. Ricciardo kind of got into Carlos Sainz yeah. and pretty much beached his uh, his Ferrari. Just touched what, the curb. What do you make of that incident, racing incident? It's racing. Should, I, yeah. I think Ricardo tried to give him room and it kind of drove over the curb a little bit too much and it bounced him wide and then put him into science. Um, I think they were both giving each other enough room. It was one of those things, you know, wet conditions, painted curbs. You, you eat too much of the curb and you're going to bounce off the curb. So, you know, it, it was just a little error from Ricardo. It wasn't malicious or anything like that. I think he just tried to give him more room than he needed to and it ended up hurting him in the end and pushed him into science. Mm-hmm. I think if he kind of, you know, drove over the curb like you normally do instead of putting half the car over the curb um he would have been okay uh but i also think you know it, it is racing at that point and and i don't think science was mad I, it was one of those things yeah he's disappointed with the weekend and how it, how it went but i don't I, he can't be mad about that it's it's one of those racing incidents and I'm, I'm sure if he goes and looks at the footage today he'll be like yeah you know what he didn't mean to do that he just bounced off the curb and hit me i just think uh it is what it is at that point you know they're they're racing on the limits they're in the rain it's it's tricky conditions and I, I think it's just a small error from Ricardo trying to, you know, they, they're showing some good pace right now. So I think he was just trying to capitalize on a good start and it backfired on him. And that was the most unfortunate thing about the whole scenario because yeah. we were looking at two guys who had decent pace. I mean, especially for Ricardo, like the, the McLaren, we'll get into them in a bit, but they seem to have really turned it around yes. really, really quick yes. to, to compete in for that P3 in the constructor. Um, but we've seen some pace from Daniel Ricciardo. He ended up continuing, but he was all the way back at yeah. the end of the field. I mean, Carlos, he, he beached it. Uh, definitely not the way his weekend mm-hmm. wanted to go. But on the other side of the garage is, is Charles Leclerc. Um, he's had pace. You know, he's been on the ball for, for every race leading into this one. He may be just a bit, a bit off at a pace this weekend, but they tried something near the end, yeah. and it ended up biting him. Yeah. So, I... so <laughs> like, why? why? Because... When I'm looking at this, I'm saying they don't have that outright pace that yeah. the Rebel has, and the car is porpoising. Yeah, it's crazy. I, they have to fix that. Yeah, if they if they plan on competing with Red Bull, they're gonna have to fix that. Mm-hmm. But we saw him ask for it. I think it was in the Saudi Grand Prix. Where he was like, I need to go for the fastest yeah. lap, and they're like, No, 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 you're good, back, you're good, back. you're good, you got it. <laughs> was that a case again of of doing that, or like why did they pit him? I I think it was. Yeah, let's try to take a point away from Max. Um, he's far enough ahead that, and there was a big enough gap that you know he he shouldn't have lost too many spots. He did lose one spot to Lando, but he blew by him like he was standing still. So I think you know with the super soft tire, they were well the soft tire. They were they were just looking to get the fast lap. I don't think it was a bad call. Um, I think he, you know, the team was looking at it as, okay, let's do some damage control here. Let's, we're going to end up third as long as everything works out in the end. So uh, let's try something here. 
um, they forced you know Red Bull into pitting at that point so you know you're also forcing the team into doing something they don't really want to do because they have a big enough lead that they could have just cruised around at the front and won the race mm -hmm. but you're forcing them into the pits where there's there could be an error there could be like we've seen it with with Mercedes with Botas that one time and and oh, it, we've seen several yeah several yeah. exactly right so you're forcing a team into a situation where they have to go into pit and maybe something will go wrong and there you go you get to capitalize on it um, but also you're risking yourself as well because you know you're going into the pits and the same thing could happen to you so i think at that point they're like let's just try to let's try something if we just continue on the way we're doing this if nothing's going to change we're going to end up third we pit we're going to end up third but but he's got such a margin yeah. on the championship like yeah <laughs> you know i i just i'm just like Meh, you know yeah. because the the reality of it is is now they walk away with with not nothing, but yeah. almost as next to nothing yeah. as possible. Like there's that that car, easy P three. Yeah, you know, and he had a moment with Checo there, but he was ultimately he started pushing to try and finish P two. And yeah. every racing driver is going to do that. Yeah, it's part of his maturation. But the championship is is a long yeah. marathon. Yes, it is. And I think you know probably the best thing is he'll walk away from this and be like, "Okay, guys, we're not doing Plan D again." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? There's no Plan D anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A B C, no D. No D. That's it. Um, but yeah, it was one of those things. We want to see guys race, and let's be honest, it was a bit of a snooze fest until yeah. he spun around. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I, it's just one of those things. I, I always like the insider information as to why they would do it. Because, yeah. you know, when you're just kind of sitting there and you're just lapping and you're making it to the end, there's no reliability issues. Like, yeah. P3, in my opinion, was the best they could have done because the Red Bull was just so much faster. Yeah, I I agree. But at that point, you're still looking to, to maximize the maximum amount of points you can get. And it would have been, it would have worked out if he didn't make that mistake and drive over the curb pushing like that. So, you know, in the end, yes, you could have say, you know, hindsight between being 2020. Always. It's, Always. It, you know, yeah. If we, if, if he didn't spin, you would have seen maybe a nice Checo and, and, and Leclerc battle, but we didn't see that. We saw Leclerc luckily just tap the wall and keep going, which very, very, very lucky on. Um, lucky, yeah. yeah, he was, that could have been, that could have been horrible right there. Yes, he, he went back to, what was it, seventh or, but um, in the end, they made a decision to try to shake things up a bit. They forced Red Bull into doing something they didn't want to, and it kind of backfired on them in the end. But hey, you, that's why you do things in these motor, in motorsports, right? You, you got to try to do anything to, to capitalize on bad situations. And capitalizing off that bad situation was Lando Norris. Yes. Puts that McLaren in P3. Had good pace throughout the weekend. P3 wasn't on the cards. No. Off a natural pace. Yeah. But that's the thing about it, right? When somebody takes a gamble, there's a reward. Whether they, you know, win the bet or not, right? Yep. Somebody's going to be there to pick up the pieces. Lando Norris, thus far, and the McLaren car team, mm -hmm. they've managed to turn things around. Yep. Where do you see the next little while maybe till the summer break going for them uh honestly they're on their they're on their uphill right now it's it's a good thing to see them pick the pace back up in their car um i i'm i'm happy that they're back on pace they're i would call them the number three team right now um i don't think mercedes is faster than them so oh, we'll <laughs> yeah so i would call them the number three team and from how they started off in bahrain to where they are now it was a 180 de degree turn like it's completely different the team's got confidence again. The drivers have confidence again. Even Ricardo has confidence again, and we saw him struggling for a while. Um, so I, I'm very happy to see McLaren back to the back to the pointy end of the field. Yeah, it was 
you know, they had they started off so well with the testing. Yep. And Lando, he said it. He's like, I don't want to be number no, one right no, now. This is a, people know? think we're fast. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like a it, it was like a meteoric high yeah. to a meteoric low. Yeah. And then they brought themselves up again. And if this is kind of where they're settling off, mm-hmm. this is not too shabby. Yeah. You know, like no one was really expecting them to to kind of outclass Red Bull yeah. or Ferrari or even Mercedes. I don't think a lot of people thought Ferrari was going to be the way yeah. they are this yeah. year. Um, we were looking at, you know, what we've been looking at, mm-hmm. Red Bull, Mercedes. And Mercedes is yeah. nowhere to be found. <laughs> the most surprising thing about Mercedes is the results that George Russell is putting on the yes. board right now. Yeah, he hasn't finished lower than P five in a no. feature in a Grand Prix. No, uh, let's let's talk about it, man, yeah. because he looks like the guy. Yeah, he's definitely uh, the guy that Mercedes has to concentrate on at this point. You know, with him being so, you know, fourth now in the championship and, and Lewis being in seventh, it's kind of one of those things where George is consistently faster than Lewis right now. Lewis is just not vibing with this car. He he got stuck behind those the, the you know the Alfa Tori and the uh, and the Williams the entire race. It, they had a DRS chairing going and and yes you know it was tricky track conditions. So no one really wanted to sacrifice and jump through the outside or go for that crazy dive bomb to make it work. So he was just kind of stuck there. It was it was hard for them. Um, you know if 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 it was like a one on one thing with Gasly, he could have got by him. But because Gasly had the tr- the DRS as well, it's it's hard. And the fact that the Williams was fast enough to stay ahead of them. That that was the yeah. thing. Like, I was like, am I watching this correctly? Yeah. Wait, what? Is, how? What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? It, it's oh, it's crazy. It's crazy to see that the Mercedes team is struggling. You can see it on Toto's face. Like, during the race, he's just like, what is going on here? Like, we just don't have the pace. Lewis is definitely not vibing with the car. George is making it work for what it is. Um, and George is the real deal at this point, you know? he's He's the guy that they need to concentrate on. Yeah, I think it's like that Checo Perez kind of uh, thing that we've been talking yeah. about where the new regulations have introduced a car that wasn't necessarily built for X driver. Yeah. It's been like a clean slate, and a lot of the guys have been able to jump in there and just come to grips with it right away. Like, yeah. you know, Bottas, he had a great weekend. Uh, Checo, P2, um, you know, we're talking about Russell right now, mm-hmm. and he came from a Williams, so like anything is probably yep. an upgrade, you know, as bad as that Mercedes yep. is. But you're looking at a guy like Hamilton who's just literally struggling and 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 he's whining now yeah, too. Yeah, he is. So, he is. <laughs> you know, his legacy is on the line here. Um, you know, it looks, I, I hate to say it, but it looks like he's checked out. I would say, I don't know if he's checked out. I just think maybe he's mentally struggling right now with, with you know, being so high for so long and then being a guy that can't even get into the top five right now. I think there's a lot of stuff going on in the background with him that, you know, I think if he can get come to terms with this car and, and you know, put a good solid couple weekends together, I think we'll see him turn back around again. Um, I, I He wants that eighth. You know, it's there's no doubt in his mind that he wants that eight to be the the one guy to get that eight championship, but it, it's it's not. I don't. It's obviously it's not going to be this year. So are you sticking around for another year? Well, here's <laughs> the thing, though. This is why I say he's checked out because normally you wouldn't hear that kind of talk from Lewis yeah. Hamilton. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It would always be optimism. It would, you know we're going to keep working hard. We're going to chip away at this thing. Yep. And it's not like the car is, the car's dog. It's yes. not competing for a win. No. But. Top George five. Russell put it in P4. Yeah. 
And he's consistently been there. Yeah. Five, four, three. Five, like, yeah. And Lewis has had a third as well. But there's been two races where he's just been kind of like out of the mix. Yeah. And, you know, the legacy is on the line. Like yeah. you've been saying, right? He's chasing that eighth title. He may or may not get there. Yeah. But it's recency bias. People will remember him for the car. Yeah. Because if this season doesn't go well and that car doesn't turn around, it will always be yeah. Lewis Hamilton did it because of the yeah. car. And we've discussed it on the podcast. I mean, obviously, you have to have all components going in yeah. the right direction in order to win those kind of championships. Yeah. But not everybody looks at it. That yeah, way, you know? exactly. You know, when Schumacher was winning everything, people said it was the car as well, you know. But as time went on, we realized, you know, he is one of the best he, ever, you know. And no matter how good of a car he had, he still put it that he was still beating his teammates he was still winning he was still taking the championships yes michael was kind of catered to a little bit more with ferrari but hey he did have a really 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 good car for a lot of years yeah so you know when he didn't have the the best car he wasn't winning championships right he was he was kind of you know battling like when he was uh when villeneuve beat him for the championship it was one of those great things. race yeah great, great race by yeah way. exactly exactly <laughs> right so it's it's just one of those things i think you know yes for the for if he was to say retire at the end of the year and not get his eighth people will talk about this year for a, a little bit but in the grand scheme of things i think everyone's just going to turn around and be like but he still has won so much and some of those wins that he's had he shouldn't have won he he turned it around and made it win like like the drive in interlagos last year it was unbelievable what he yeah, did yeah that was a great drive Exactly. And it's not like it's saying that the Red Bull was way farther, way, way off of the Mercedes last year. It was, no, it, it was, was competitive, neck neck. It was right? Neck neck for so sure. for him to do certain drives like that, you, you can't take it from him. Yes, this year he's, he's definitely struggling. Max is on point. Leclerc is on point. But I, I can't say that, you know, we see the, the normal Lewis right now. It's almost a shame. Yeah. It's almost a shame. And this, because I've thought about this so much over the offseason and even in the first couple of races, like as fans, we're not being provided that opportunity yeah. for that duel again. Yep. Right? Yep. Like I would have loved to seen Leclerc in the mix. Yeah. But also see exactly. Lewis and Max go at it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and as of right now, it just looks like we won't get that. Speak like. The only way we'll get that right now is if he's got a blue flag. Like, he yeah. got lapped by Verstappen yeah. yesterday. Okay, so quick question. What's going on in Lewis's helmet as he gets lapped by Verstappen and vice versa? <laughs> I bet you Max was had a big grin on his face. That's for sure. He's just like, hey, thank you. Thank you very much. I'll let you go. Hey, thanks. So, yeah, I mean, I'm lapping you. At that point, I think Lewis, he's so, he's like we've said, he's so out of it that I think in the end, he's obviously got so much stuff on his mind with the team, trying to battle all the demons with the team, get this car sorted out to suit his driving style a little bit more. And when he sees something like that, it's just like, this is the icing on the cake. Like, this is it. Like, why? I just got lapped by the guy that I was battling the championship for last like year. Like, down to the last yeah. lap last year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think in his head, he's like, look, guys, like, this is the icing on the cake for me. Like, we got to sort this out. We need to figure this out. Yeah, you know, whatever... I don't know if they're doing stuff different or, you know, if he, if he caters to his setup and George is catering to a certain setup. But whatever they're doing that that is making it so extremely different for Lewis and George, like if it's the same exact car and it just suits George's car better or Lewis asks for this stuff and they give it to him and then George asks for this stuff and they give it to him and George's setup just works better. Yeah. They, they need to sort out what is going on because, yeah, this is this is not 
this is not the Mercedes team we've seen the past seven years. You know, I was coming into this podcast, preparing the questions for this podcast to see where the discussion was going to go. I was thinking to myself, you know, this might be the first podcast where we don't discuss Lewis Hamilton. And here we are. Here we are. <laughs> for the past 10 minutes. But that just goes to show, like, he is literally a focal point of the sport. Yeah. Right? And and it might be Father Time is just undefeated and we're starting to see that yeah. demise. Like, it could be that. Yeah, it you could know? be. It could is, be. The young which guns is still are respect, coming out. Which yeah. is still respect. But when you look at the podium... Uh, outside of Checo, I mean yeah. the podium uh, after qualifying. Yeah. Like there was an image of Leclerc, Verstappen, and Norris. Yeah. And I'm like, whether you like it or not, this is the future. It of is the, the sport. future. Yeah. You, you know? put George in there, it's future of the sport, right? Yeah, there. George. Yeah, a hundred percent. Right, and he's in the mix as well. Now, speaking of legacies, uh, Seb, second weekend in the car, managed to finish the race, and yeah. Aston Martin's Aston Martin finally gets some points yes, on the board. Yes. Uh, overall, it was a decent weekend for both him and Stroll, but I was more so impressed with Seb because he didn't yeah. have he doesn't have that much time coming to grips no. with the car. Like, what, yeah. did you, what did you make of it? I was uh, I'm very happy to see that uh, you know the, the Aston Martin guys are turning around. Both of them double points. It's it's huge. Um, they were struggling so bad for so long, and the start of the season was not great for them. Um, I, I'm yeah. I think they're both just happy that you know they they were finished where they finished i think if they got it like when when leclerc was coming through vettel's just like go ahead like i'm not battling you because i need we need these points i'm not mm. going to sacrifice anything and that's that's the maturity of a, of a smart driver there where he didn't want to battle him he just said go ahead like i'm i'm not going to be able to keep you behind me anyways so you know vettel i think uh for him to be able to to turn around and beat his teammate after two races and be consistently there he he's it's it's a great show that he's he's still got it all right we've made it to the final questions let's yes. say of the show yes. our trademark our benchmark feature overwhelmed underwhelmed surprise laid on me i'm gonna say the overwhelmed i've gotta throw uh, a yuki in there yuki buddy top six like it was a good race huge. it was a good race for him started 15th yeah. or it was a 14th great race he drove his butt off and he was passing people all the way up until the last couple of laps come on yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like yes yuki yes i love it i love it i know i you like know? i like i like it when when yuki gets on the radio like when you hear you yeah. know the passion because it's just like he just looks so innocent yeah and exactly tiny, exactly but you forget that he's you know they're they're racing drivers yeah and they're savages that, yeah you know, so when he when he made i can't remember who the overtake was on but his team was on the radio and he wouldn't listen he wouldn't no. have it he was, he was like, just like, yeah. <laughs> I, I had him on my fantasy this week, and I was like, just pumped there that I was go. going for it. There you go. Uh, surprised. Um, I'm gonna go with the uh, Aston Martins because I'm very, I'm, I'm surprised they were able to bounce back that quickly and get into a double point situation. Um, you know, I was, you can't take anything from them. It was a solid weekend from them. I didn't expect it to be honest. I, uh, I was bouncing back between Vettel and Yuki and I was like, eh, yeah. I'll take Yuki on the fantasy cause I'm not too <laughs> sure what's going on with yeah, Vettel. Right? Well, yeah. Evidence so, suggests. Exactly. Right? right. So I was surprised that they were both able to do it. I was, you know, maybe one of them might have squeaked into the top 10, but, but the fact that both of them jumped into the top 10, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that to see them there. Um, the underwhelm, you got to go with Lewis, man. Like. I, I don't understand. I just don't understand. You know, it's funny because I was thinking about it, and and there was news this week that he was uh, he was setting up to bid on the Chelsea Football Club with yeah. Serena Williams, and yeah. I'm like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, retirement plan. Yeah, yeah, retirement plan. He's he's thinking about everything that he wants to do after racing now. Which so. which you know, to his credit, has always been the case. But I think it was a little bit easier because yeah. he had a magnificent machine to work with. Yeah, now, I'm not one of those people that's going to say it's all car with Lewis Hamilton because there hasn't been one champion that has yeah. won with a terrible car. It's yeah, just, that's not how 
the sport goes. It's not how it works. Yeah. But I think it, it has been a little bit easier. Yeah. And, and maybe coming into this season, he didn't realize how much of the other stuff he would have to dial back yeah. in order to compete and perform for that eighth. So, I mean, it's four races in. We still got 19, 19 18 races left, potentially, depending on what they do with that Russian one. Yeah. If they haven't rescheduled that, I'm not exactly sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Yeah, he said it himself. He's not competing for the chip this no, year. No, so. no, no. And I think he's got to come back, uh, to be honest. If if they sort this car out and it becomes pretty strong by the end of the season or if they're a competitive by the end of the season, he's got to come back for one more. He's He can't end off on this note, being so strong for so long and then ending off his career like this. Because his recency bias, man, it's the legacy, you know. Anyways, we'll see what next week has to bring because brand new circuit. Uh, Formula One goes back to the States, the Miami Grand Prix, the inaugural yeah. Grand Prix. Nobody knows anything. Uh, never been on the circuit, yeah. but I, I, it does look like a vibe. It looks, it's going to be, <laughs> yeah. It's actually, the tickets were more expensive than the Monaco Grand Prix. Wow. And uh, I have a, a client that races with us, and he, he bought tickets a year ago when they first put them on sale. And the organizers, there's a 350,000 person wait list to get tickets for this thing and you can sell your tickets for four times what it is at this point because everyone wants to go well this is the thing man f1 has been looking to break into that north american market for a long time we've said it before we'll say it again i think the netflix series had a lot to do with some of the the aspirations of dominicali kind of trying to finesse something we always had uh was it uh texas they have vegas now for next year they have miami now like we we have canada but you know i would love a toronto grand prix yeah i would future we'll see yeah um but yeah that north american market is like it's just calling f1 yeah. and when the numbers go crazy like that and the three hundred fifty thousand waiting list yeah. you know there's going to be more to come exactly so yeah. for us in canada in north america it's a good thing because we'd actually be able to travel maybe and, and look at some grand prix live and yeah. uh, live in the flesh but when it so. comes to this brand new circuit like what do we predict i, I Red Bull looking super strong. Yeah, it's a high, it seems like a pretty fast track, so I think it might cater to the Red Bulls a little bit more. Um, but you, you know, we've seen fast tracks in the in the first couple races, and then the Ferraris have been quick. Um, as long as the Red Bulls can keep the reliability, you know, with a place like Imola, it's not very high speed, ringing out the ringing the neck of the engine out a little bit more. Um, so it's it's kind of catered to Red Bull's uh, reliability issues. But if you have a fast track like Miami might be. Um, you know, that it might put some more strain on those engines and, and we might see some more reliability issues coming from the Red Bulls. Well, we yeah. look forward to seeing it. An F1 weekend is a great weekend indeed. <laughs> For Daryl Timmers. Oh, yeah. Shout that out. <laughs> so, Marley, Subi, thank you very much for the pur- purchase, uh, for the products. Uh, they're, they're a great family that races out of uh, the Mika championship with us at Mosport and uh, he handed over a hat to me and uh, I had to represent it while we were on the podcast so shout out to Marley and Subi what's up boys there it is yeah <laughs> and speaking of the Mika championships well underway now we're waiting for the weather to kind of come around with the first yeah. first race weekend was decent uh, so we'll see what the future holds on that but um, yeah DT thanks so much man yep. we'll be back at it for another episode of another race weekend after the Miami Grand Prix be sure to like share subscribe do all that stuff and take us on the go as well we are a podcast version uh, if you look down in the comments below I post all the links there so no matter where you get your podcast you'll be able to stream another race weekend